So how about before we head to bed, we tell a few stories around the campfire? Oh, I'm up for that. Do you want to get started? Okay. So, there were these two queer trans women, <gasps> and they were wandering through these very woods. <gasps> these very woods. And they found a mysterious door. <gasps> How mysterious. Very mysterious. And then they opened the door, <gasps> and they went through, and they found an entire land filled with queer and pleasant strangers. And there were silly voices and skits and things that they played, watched and listened to. Yes. Good luck sleeping tonight. I will sleep very well. I'll have very lovely dreams. Same, yeah, yeah. Super sweet dreams. Love you. Yeah, I love you. Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Eris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. It's a podcast where two queer trans ladies talk about our weeks and have a catch-up on the media we have consumed. I apologise in advance if I struggle with understanding what's going on a little this week. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to hear in one of my ears. Yep. I've I've got a bad ear. Got a bad ear. I've got a bad ear. We're sitting on the wrong side of each other for that. Exactly. It is the the way of this office, but we're both sitting on each other's bad hearing sides. Oopsie doodle. Oopsie doodle. But we'll make we'll make do. We'll be fine. Do we have enough sticky tape to make do? I think we I think we can make do. String. Yep. Okay. I. If you've managed all these episodes on your bad side, I'm sure I can manage one week on my bad side. I mean, you're very good. You project. I do my best to project. I have a wussy half assed voice that needs to be compressed to shit. So before we put these things out, <laughs> I'll be behind the curtain there. <laughs> so what have you played this week? Oh, uh, I played um, Murder Mystery Game uh, Return of the Obra Dinn. Ooh. A game that you played in order to be a judge on the Golden Joysticks a few years ago. I believe so. I, two years, I... three Many years ago. Some time ago. Yes, I I definitely played through some of it by myself and some of it with assistance. It's a uh, one-bit 3D first-person murder mystery game set on a ship. Mm. Basically, the ship uh, returned to port empty. And there are four corpses, four... Five corpses, I think, yeah, uh, found on the ship, like, immediately. Mm. Uh, you are rowed out there by a slightly annoyed fisherman <laughs> uh, or, or person. You work for the East India Company as a um, an, an insurance assessor. Mm. And basically, you've got to find out what happened to the ship. You All you get is this mysterious book that was sent to you by somebody who was on the crew. Ooh. And a a weird pocket watch slash um, compass that if you pop it open uh, near a corpse, you can see the moment of that person's death and a little bit of the surrounding narrative around that. Yeah. You, you're trying to piece together what happened to every individual person 
through following narrative threads as best you can and following hints to what might lead you to the next thing. Yeah, so like the opening, the first one at the very beginning is um, you you hear a conversation with some people trying to break into the captain's cabin Hmm. and somebody shouts back at them and that person then bangs open the door and shoots this person. So you know that this person has been shot. You can add that to their file. And then, like, two rooms later, you find um, the same person who who did the shooting. You recognise the voice from before. It's very easy to tie together. And you go, ah, that's the captain. And he's talking about the fact that he shot someone. So we can tie that to someone. Um, And eventually you piece together, okay, this is this person. Here they are in this picture of, of the crew. Uh, this is how they died, and this is, like, who was involved in that, be it man or beast. It it feels somewhat similar to games like Her Story in places, in that it is one of those, you have very little starting information, just start pulling at threads and see what happens. Yeah, I think the, the real difference with this is that Her Story sort of ends when you decide it's over. Yes. And this is very much a, hey, there is a very definitive, there were 60 people on this ship, you have to account for. Some of them may have survived, some of them will have died in various ways. Identify what those are. I I think there's 58 you can find on board, Mm. and like two post-credits. It it can be a little frustrating in places when you're like, I know who this is, and how they died, and every single detail... But I can't work out their name, and therefore I can't cross them off the list. Yeah. yeah. I they're... can't put a name to a face, therefore I'm stuck on the, you. The names, for me, were the bit that like just got me to give up. Mm. Because there was a lot of... Like, I could, If I could identify this person's name, then I would certainly be able to say, Hey, that person there, you were involved in this, you shot that person... We know that that person's probably one of the midshipmen. We've mm. accounted for two of them already, so it's that person, or they died this way. Um, and there's lots of that as well. Like, if someone got shot by somebody else, you have to identify not only who they are, but the name of the person that shot them. So Yes. It's like, look, I can work out they got shot. It's the person in the stripy shirt. <laughs> it was definitely stripy shirt person. I know this for a fact. Um... It's a fascinating story, but yeah, that yeah. the names is what basically got me towards the end to just go, I, I give up. It's a very, very interesting game for people with better deductive reasoning and memory skills than I. I don't think it helps that it is in that one bit style. Yeah. Because, like, th- there's a few problems, like, I don't usually get motion sick over first person games, mm-hmm. but I there were a few times in this where I was like, mm, I'm struggling a bit. I'm struggling with depth perception. Yeah, I'm struggling with uh, just the way the movement works sometimes, mm-hmm. and it's just making me feel a little bit queasy. And then on top of that, like some of the deduction is just if you're Sherlock Holmes, maybe <laughs> like, oh, how do you work out the name of this person? Because towards the end, I just it was more a case of looking up names than anything else. Yes. And one of the first ones I looked up was, um, okay, here is how you work out this person's name legitimately. There is a scene where there's a bunch of people asleep in hammocks. 
and most of those people asleep in hammocks have like one leg or both legs dangling out. You mm. can't see their faces. You have to identify them by their shoes. <laughs> so you know that they're asleep in uh, hammock number 43. So you have to cross section, cross that off of the crew manifest and then look for those exact shoes in like every other version. And it's like, fuck off. It's a lot sometimes. Yes. Like, don't get me I, I, I got halfway through before I, I got to that point. I was like, ha- it was more a case of, I don't even understand how I'm supposed to know these people's names. You've, you've got to be a Sherlock Holmes that makes weird, accurate leaps of deduction. Accurate leaps of deductions about people's shoes. Yeah. Yeah, that was never going to work for me. Like, some of some of it's fairly sensible. Like, oh, this person um, said, uh, where is the Frenchman? Well, we know the only person who's French on the crew. We know that this person appears to be, like, their mate on board. Hmm. And it is a case of just, like, going, okay, well, I think I know what rank you are because there is only one French person on board. This is their rank. So you must be that to them. Mm. So that was interesting. But and and there's a few with like accenty stuff. It's like okay, well I've I've ticked off every other Scots person, and you're not Scottish, so uh, that must be you. There we go. We win. <laughs> um, fascinating game. Wouldn't have got through the last two, th- uh, last like last third certainly without looking it up. Yeah, same. I just got too frustrated and I didn't care anymore. At a but certain... I enjoyed what I played. Yeah. At a certain point, I just wanted to know how it ended and yeah. didn't have the brain to do it, but... It's a fascinating story, for nothing else, that this crew had a really bad time. <laughs> You're telling me. <laughs> uh, no spoilers, but um, beyond someone getting like shot with lightning, um, thing, things get, go downhill from there. Right downhill from there. Uh, what about you? You played anything? Uh, I've played a couple of a couple of shorter things. Uh, I started playing through Chicory on PlayStation Five. It's adorable. It is adorable. Uh, it's also on PS4 and PC. It is a game where you play a little anthropomorphic dog character who is not the legendary hero, or at least not at first. They are a uh, person who works as a janitor in this legendary hero's uh, tower. And this main character, Chicory, uh, is the wielder of a magic paintbrush and paints the world in all sorts of beautiful colours. And this is a duty passed down through the ages and suddenly all the colour drains from the world and Chicory's nowhere to be seen. So their assistant is like, hey, what if I picked up the magic brush and what if I coloured in the world? And it very quickly becomes apparent... um, Something pretty bad is going on. Um, the game deals with some like difficult themes in some places. Um, I feel like this is a very mild spoiler because it's within the first hour of the game. Uh, one thing we know about Chicory early on is she stopped being the wielder and stopped painting because she went into a massive depressive episode and really sort of insulated herself and was like, no, 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 can't, can't do. Um, and so you run around the world using little paintbrush to fill in the world and colour in all the things, and solve you, puzzles. yeah, you solve puzzles using paint. Like, oh, these plants need to be uh, 
uh, painted in so that they'll shrink so you can get past them, but then you need to suck the paint off them so they'll become big so you can then sort of climb around and use them as platforms. Uh, the This colour paint uh, glows in the dark and you can use it to navigate caves and uh, lots and lots of mechanically interesting uses for the paint mechanic other than just run around colouring in the world, which is very nice. Um, I really, really like Chicory. It is a calm, methodical game about just colouring in and painting a world, but it's also a game about depression and struggling with you have the dream job, why aren't you happy? And uh, living up to other people's expectations, like very early on in the game, uh, your main character is trying to colour things in and fix the world and is constantly being told by people. I mean, it's not how it's not how Chicory did it. Um, fascinating, wonderful little game. Um, a great selection of accessibility settings, which is already nice, including um, there is one for turning off wet sounds for players with misophonia, which is a thing I've never seen a game do with accessibility that was really cool. Uh, really nice hint system that's very gentle. You go to a phone bo a box, your mum will give you gentle hints, and then constantly dad's hand is reaching <laughs> towards the phone, and mum's like... Your dad wants to TV tell you exactly what's going on. Yeah, the, the, the way they pitch it is, look, once dad knows a solution, he, he can't help, you know, giving you every single detail and spoiling the fun. Do you want me to hand the phone to Dad, or should are you happy with what Mum's told you? Um, and I really like that as a system. It's just the little hand just yeah. up the side of the screen. One of my favourite things mechanically about this game is there's a bunch of uh, cosmetic item pickups of like uh, different outfits you can pick up throughout the world, and they're all sort of hidden around. If you have found collectible outfit pieces that you don't like and have no intention of wearing and there are collectibles that you missed and didn't find and you have things in them you'd rather have, there is a clothing shop that will let you exchange a piece of clothing you found that you do not want for a piece in a treasure chest somewhere that you have a look at and go, oh yeah, I would like that, and I didn't find it, and swap it over, which is really nice. Oh. It's a very positive just, hey... You can have a certain number of clothing items on you because you found a certain number of secrets, but just make them the secrets, uh, the, the items you want. Don't worry about it. Um, Chicory's lovely and it's charming, and I very much recommend it. Yay! What about you? What you played? I I I I I take Bell. I I take Bell. You take honk, you honk honk. You you take Bell honk. I take Bell. You were you were a goose, I suspect. I was a goose. I was an untitled goose up to shenanigans. <gasps> Tell me about your shenanigans. What did you do as a goose? I um upset a small child. <laughs> Is this the one you scared into a phone box? Yep. And then, yeah. And then made him buy his plane back. <laughs> um, oh, that's the best. Uh, I was I was several times chivied out of a bar, but don't worry, I managed to steal all of their stuff. And and set myself a little table out back. <laughs> I dropped a bucket on somebody's head. I put the rake in the lake. Of course you put the rake in the lake. You put the rake in the lake. Rake in the lake. Rake in the lake. <laughs> rake in the lake. Yeah, for anyone who's not played Untitled Goose Game, you just play a goose who's a bit of an asshole. 
It's very so cathartic. <laughs> yeah, it's very cathartic. Just be a bit of a nasty person with no consequences. Be a nasty goose to what I imagine are just horrible Tories. I mean, I even if they're not, it's just, hey, wouldn't you secretly like to just be a bit of a nuisance and then run around in circles mashing the honk button? I like to imagine that they're Tories. I feel so much better knowing that they're getting their just desserts from a goose. <laughs> their goose is cooked. <laughs> Untitled Goose seems very good, silly fun for a couple of hours. Yes, I, I, I streamed it start to finish in one sitting. I don't think it outstays its welcome, that game. No, I, I did sort of go, oh, is, is that it? Oh, okay. I did have a bit of a laugh at the ending as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like... Ah, the it, thing it ended on a good punchline. It was like I was like, "Oh, is it over?" Ah, okay, you, okay, you ended good. <laughs> well, this goose is a jerk. This goose is a jerk. <laughs> Same time tomorrow. <laughs> gonna get that vase. Oh, I'm gonna get that vase. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you? you? Played anything else? Uh, I played the demo for Neo. The world ends with you. Uh, so the original The World Ends With You was a DS game like 15 years ago and the big gimmick was that you controlled one character on the top screen of the DS using buttons and one character on the bottom screen of the DS using touch inputs. Um, I never had the coordination for this game, which is a shame because aesthetically, tonally, uh, in terms of its soundtrack, it was exactly my jam. It is a game I prefer to watch playthroughs of than actually play myself. Mm. Um, it had a lot of unnecessarily complex systems thrown at the player very fast. It, it, it was not a user-friendly game, but it was very stylish, very memorable, wonderful bit of DS software. Um, Neo The World Ends With You is somewhat of a soft reboot. Um, the idea of the original game is... Some people wake up in Shibuya and they've got seven days counting down on their hand and, oh heck, there's a big competition. If you have the most points at the end of the week, you can have any wish you like granted. Um, If you come in last, oh, that's going to be very bad for you. It's going to have very negative consequences. You're stuck in the game repeating seven days over and over until you either get first place to escape the game or you get last place and... Have a bad time. Did Facebook do a shout? Facebook did a shout. Apologies. That's okay. Um, But because of the fact it's a cyclical nature that like every time someone leaves the game, they just add more people in and keep going with new weeks. It's very easy for to basically be like, hey, let's say that this happens several, several, several cycles later and there's new people in there. Gives a really good excuse to just reboot the series and act as if this is the first game. Um, I absolutely love the demo for Neo The World Ends With You. It is like a two and a half hour long demo. Um, It does a really good job of introducing an engaging narrative, gameplay, giving a sense of how the gameplay progresses and giving you room to play around and level grind and get a feel for the combat system a little bit. The combat system is infinitely less complicated to play and is much more like getting into a flow state in a music rhythm game, which I really enjoy. Um, Basically, every character in your party can be equipped with one attack at a time, and 
that attack will be mapped to one of the face buttons. So it might be like, okay, my melee character is currently mapped to X, and if I mash X, they do their melee attacks. My ranged character's mapped to Y, and if I mash Y, they'll do their, their ranged attacks. And there's a charged character that's on one of the trigger buttons, maybe. And the gimmick is, is that each attack has a certain way of uh, putting enemies in a stun state. A face, McFlot! Facebook, what you doing? Um, yeah, each move has a way of putting an enemy into a stun state, and for a few seconds after that, if you attack them with a different move, you do massive bonus damage. Uh, so it is about chaining moves together very quickly and going, right, this move, and that gets its stun, and I go straight into this move and get its stun, and I get move into that move and get its stun. And the more you chain attacks together like that, you build up a synchronicity meter that lets you do special moves when it hits 100%. So it's about getting into a groove of knowing the moves you've equipped to each character and working out how to best go from one into the next, into the next, into the next, into the next, so you get your big super moves. Um, it is a really satisfying combat system. Uh, the soundtrack's fantastic. It it has a very wide variety of musical styles in it, but it somehow makes them all feel like they fit in this mashup of a game. Um, there is some really terrible mid two thousand style new metal, uh, like angsty butt rock. Yeah. Uh, there is some like there is some there is some good like dance music in there. There is some electro uh, stuff. There is some like glitch hop there is there is a bunch of different genres that sort of mash together there's there's some there's some jazz in there Ooh. um but yeah it is basically it is a jrpg about hey you've got a week to work out the mystery of why you're stuck in this game and how you can win it and all that sort of thing uh there's a very interesting little narrative hook thrown in early where one of your characters maybe can rewind time and that might be relevant in some way um, but yeah, it is, it is the most, like, vis audio-visual stylish JRPG I have played probably since Persona 5. It's right up there on that level of, oh, this is a visual spectacle happening. Um, it's a two and a half hour demo that does a really good job of selling what makes that game cool. If you're looking for a JRPG to play, go try this demo out. It I was very much sold by the end of it. I streamed myself playing through it, and by the end, the chat was like, I have no interest in this game, and two and a half hours later, I have already pre-ordered it. Um, there are a lot of people that got very on board. The demo's very good. It's very good at showing off why this game's kind of cool. Oh, yes. Um, so, yeah, I really I really dug the demo for Neo The World Ends With You. Um Progress carries over from the demo to the main game, which is really nice when you're like two and a half yeah. hours in. Um, the game is the demo is very forgiving with how much level grinding and collecting of resources and that sort of thing you can do. The combat's so fun. I deliberately made a save before the final boss of the demo and was like, okay, I'm going to jump back into that save and I'm just going to keep level grinding because I'm enjoying the fighting enough. I just want to keep doing fighting. Uh, until the game comes out, because the game's like a month away. Um, yeah, that was, that was very good. Yeah, about you? What did you play? I played some classic Lemmings. <gasps> you did? Tell me how Lemmings was. 
It's exactly the same as it was when I was in middle school. <laughs> I, I've been thinking about Lemmings recently. Because... I don't know why I think... My... I think somebody must be playing it at the moment and it's slipping into my periphery. So I think I talked about Lemmings on a Ratchet and Clank accessibility video a while ago and maybe that's what's brought it up. Maybe. Uh, there's a weird minigame in that that's basically Lemmings but for robot ghosts. Of course, robot ghosts. Indeed. Um, yeah, Le- Lemmings Lemmings is a game that as I last time I played it it stood the test of time pretty well. Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty simple pixel art. It's um it, it, it's like a puzzle game for the ages really. I mean it it never had the the long-standing nature of uh something like Tetris. Mm. And I think that is partly because it kept being diluted and diluted. Mm. Whereas, um, obviously Tetris managed to stay pretty pure. Lemmings it obviously needed multiple different levels, and that led to Lemmings. Oh no, more Lemmings! Holiday Lemmings, <laughs> two years running, um, and then eventually, like Lemmings to the Tribes, which just too many different options. Too many Lemmings. Too many different Lemmings, and then like three D Lemmings, which was just fucking awful. Mm. Um. So it didn't really manage to keep that appeal as well. But, like, I really enjoy Lemmings. I know there's a fucking, like, app version of it now, but it, it appears to be, like, some microtransaction-laden bullshit. I mean, it's a, it's a game from decades past being brought back to mobile. Of course it is. Naturally. Are you going to pay another ten lem bucks for a fucking builder? Yeah. No. <laughs> then you die. Yeah, my poor lemmings. Oh no! Uh, yeah, but I played through. Um, so I started from the beginning. I played through f- all of fun, which I think is like twenty levels, maybe thirty levels. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I think like fifteen levels into tricky, which is the the second skill level mm. of four. So yeah. Um, so far it's mostly everything I remember. Mm. Like I remember all the backgrounds. I remember all the different puzzles. Like, I can do the harder versions of puzzles that will come up again later with less variants of Lemmings, so hmm. I've done alright with that so far. Yay! What about you? Uh, I've been playing some Mario Golf on the Switch. Uh, not as much as I would like to, because I had a poorly weekend and was not feeling up to focusing on video games. You were poorly. I was, I was poorly. Um, but yeah, Mario Golf. It's golf, but Mario characters. Um... The game has a single-player story campaign mode. You play as your me doing a, a, a golf tournament, except wacky rules golf. So it starts off as like a fairly fairly standard golf tournament, and then it's like, okay, you've got to sprint to the next hole and try and get your ball in faster than the other people playing golf, as well Zoom. as doing it in as few strokes as possible. Collect the hearts, collect the coins. Zoom. Collect the hearts, collect the coins, do a sprint, hit your ball again quick. Then it continues to get wilder. So I'm I'm still pretty early, but I am in my first tournament of uh, 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 cross-country golf. Uh, so now here's like... Here's an open world area with nine holes, and you have a limited number of strokes. I think it's 40. Um, get your ball into all of these holes, and every time you get it in, you'll just get popped back to where you took that, that, that most recent shot from and head for the next one. Try and map a route where you can get 
all of these golf holes done on this number of strokes you have available. Also, there's Mario enemies rolling around that will get in the way of your shots, and tornadoes that will blow your ball up in the air, and uh, various stage things to contend with. And plot. And plot. Yeah, there is plot as well. It's... I am having fun with... I like golf games, but I like golf games when they're a bit silly and not... I mean an arcade golf game. I can't be doing with serious stuff. Exactly. Make make it really, really simple for me to make the ball go where I want it to go and then put weird, wacky shit in the way so that I have... Like, that's where the challenge is, as opposed to, can I hit the ball good? Um, so yeah, been having fun with that. I haven't played nearly as much as I would like, but I'm going to try and get back into that soon. What about you? Have you played anything else? That's everything I've played. I think that's everything I've played as well. Well then, time for this. Well, there it is. Another year all packed away. Rainbows all turned off and we'll just... Did we, did we tuck them into boxes or something? I'm sorry, what, what, what's going on? It's the 1st of July. Uh, yes, it is. So... Pride's over, we just pop them all in a box, do we? Oh no, oh no, not this again. Do we have to have this conversation again? We talked about this last year. Uh, well, we, we do the thing. We we have have the Pride Month, celebrate all the gays and, and the LGBTQIA+, and then there's 1st of July, it all stops. I mean, how about... We had this conversation last year. Maybe support gay people outside of the designated month where you feel it is financially viable for you to do so. You mean there's just gays just hanging around the rest of the year? Outside of Pride Month, gay people still exist and still could do with support. We don't just keep them... We just pop them away with all the rainbow logos that we have. No, they continue living life and they very much notice when you hit one minute past midnight on July 1st and shut the rainbow capitalism machine down. So what you're saying is we could be making more of the rainbow money... All the time. I... I mean, I suppose uh, you you could... Look, the things you do are performative, but you could do them outside of Pride Month. That would be something. You know, maybe do you don't... that would make us more popular if we did it outside of, of the year? Would that be good for marketing? Look, if you need to make this a self-centered thing, then yes. Do a, do a social media campaign where you talk about how Pride isn't just for Pride Month and you continue to do the pride things outside of pride month if that will make you do it then sure oh i wish it could be pride every month give me that rainbow money it makes me really happy oh oh, i wish it could be pride every month put the rainbows all over everything give us your cash i really think you got the wrong end of the stick is it a rainbow stick Fine. Or is that going back in the box? Right, right. Uh, if we get this meeting started, I'm yes, ready to get yes. sold. What? Oh, indeed, indeed. Okay, let's get started. Right, so, real questions. It's been nearly... Uh, year and a half, months, year and months, yeah, yeah, 18, 19 months by now. Everyone must be over it, right? I, 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 think, I think people are ready to 
be adults and not make jokes and purchase our product again. Exactly. I think people are ready to purchase our product. People are ready to see our product on the shelves. I think people are ready to not, you know, not be scared off in any capacity. It's it's the relaunch of our brand. Exactly as it was before. Exactly. Just fill yourself up with Corona. Exactly. Have a nice gulp of Corona. Get that Corona down you. Fill your body with Corona. Now you're allowed back in the pub. Get Corona. Exactly. And Lyme, obviously. And Lyme, of course. Uh, uh, Are we ready, though? I, I'm ready. I, I, I was hoping for some money. I mean, I'm, I'm ready. It's been a year and a half without money, but my... Mm, okay, okay. Mm, I worry we might not be there, but I've got a marketing slogan, marketing campaign I've been working on. Are a you ready for campaign. me to... Oh, it's, it's a viral campaign, I'm hoping. Excellent, um, excellent. Let me, let me present it to you. Um, Now you're vaccinated, it's safe to get corona. You're bloody clever, what? I think so, I think so. I think I think the memes will sell themselves. Um, yes, he's the memes of production. <laughs> so, <sighs> what have you put in your eyes? Um, I, when I was having a poorly day, binge-watched the first season of Invincible. I've heard good things about that. Yeah, this is a adult animated superhero show on Amazon and it is on its face about a Superman style hero in a world full of superheroes. Uh, You're sort of came from an alien world, all powerful, flying, near invincible, uh, you know, super powered hero and his son who around 18 has finally started manifesting his Superman powers and how they get along in a world of superpowers and this son learning how to use his powers. And very quickly it becomes apparent that there is a darker, more sinister plot underpinning what's going on. It gets very violent, um, very vicious, some pretty uh, steep morality stuff going on very early on, and... As the audience, we know what's up, and it becomes dramatic. It becomes like weirdly comparable to something like Death Note, where you know who the bad person is and what they're doing, but it becomes a game of two sides of are they going to get caught out? Um, how is that going to interact with the the people trying to do good things? When are these two plots and inevitably going to crash into each other? And what will we learn when they do? Um, it's, I don't want to say too much about it. It is a real good show. I very much recommend it. It is a very, very good time if you don't mind a bit of vulgarity and, um, some animated, detailed gore occasionally. Uh, if you don't mind a cartoon character's brains being stamped onto the floor, for example. Like, afternoon. I mean, yeah, yeah, I I got on all right with it, but it's not going to be for everyone. Uh, so yeah, Invincible, I really dig it. It's very, it's very good. Yeah. What have you watched? Well, speaking of animated cartoon violence, we watched <laughs> Castlevania season three. 
Four. Se- season four. Yes, we watched the final season of, of this Castlevania Netflix show. I don't know why I keep thinking it's season three. <laughs> I, because they spread them out so far, it's hard to separate them out mentally. I forget. The past happened. But yeah, we, we watched the, the final Castlevania season. Yes. What did you think? It's very good. There's lots of again. It, it does what Castlevania the series has done well. It's really epic action fight scenes with just some really bleak storytelling and some some good built in drama around it. But I mean, the bleak storytelling is offset by some genuinely laugh out loud. Oh yeah, really good character writing. Yes, like that's the thing I think that stops it getting too bleak is. This season continued to have like little one-liners between the characters really fucking landed. Mm-hmm. Like they know how to write this character talking to this character and giving them a bit of back talk. Mm-hmm. Um those fight scenes are superb. Oh yeah. Always, every time. I there are very few anime that that know how to spend a budget on fight scenes like Castlevania. Yeah, I think they did a great job once again, and I look forward to any future projects because you've yeah. said mentioned that there is a a series involving a different Belmont. Yes, yes, they they're, they're going to start doing a series at some point about one of the other Belmonts, which I'm excited for. I think my only real problem with this final season is. The final villain got built up very, 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 very quickly at the last minute and dealt with very, very, very quickly. Kind of. They had been mentioned previously. They they had. But it was sort of, in, sort of scattered out here and there, but not in a way that made you go, oh, it, yes. I, I get what they were trying to do. They were trying to do something subversive where... There was a there was a character that showed up right near the end who was built up as like, oh, I'm so excited to see what they can do. And they were gone within like a minute. And I was like, that's... Uh, that, there was some deliberate anticlimax that didn't necessarily work for me because I was just like, I get what you're doing, but I wanted to see the cool thing you were teasing. Um, but like, that's a very minor gripe in the grand scheme of things that show is very good yeah definitely i very much enjoyed it and yeah yeah, look forward to to whatever that team do next because they do good anims yeah uh what about you have you watched anything else uh i've continued watching season two of canned heat that uh that wrestling we watched that together wrestle wrestle show yeah watch the wrestle friends yeah i've been enjoying i've watched season two episode two um I very much enjoyed the evolving storyline of, hey, so this character stole this trophy at the end of last season from the legitimate winner. Okay, here's, here's the match to try and get that that trophy back. Oh shit, some underhanded stuff went down. Um, I'm very curious to see where that plot's going over the remaining four episodes. They've They've done a very, very, very good job of building up a very hateable villain. And I'm excited to see where that goes. Mm. Yeah. Yay. Uh, what about you? Have you watched anything else? I've watched a bunch of tattoo-related videos on YouTube. I've watched some of those with you. <laughs> yeah. Um. M- uh, mostly stuff from the uh, Inked channel. I don't know anything about them, but uh, apart from the fact that they do tattoos and talk about tattoo stuff. I think I'm craving enough more ink. I, I was going to say <laughs> you craving getting back under the needle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, same. Yeah. 
It's like I, loads of like, oh, we want to get this done. And I want to kind of get this done. And I kind of want to get this done I, as well. I, I kind of want to go and get some stuff done soon. I've I don't got, have the money, but I really want to get some money. I've, I've got the money and I, I'm behind. I've got a couple of Dice Funk seasons that I want oh, to get yeah. some tattoos done for. Um, I've got several ideas that have been like on the to-do list. Mm-hmm. I can't start on my big leg piece until next year, but um, I've got a bunch of arm bits that I want to start popping on. Arm bits. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've got some like leg thoughts swelling around in my head and yeah, a couple of other bits like back of my hand, wrists. Yeah, uh, uh, but yeah, you've been watching a bunch of videos of things like um uh, uh ta- tattoos I refuse to do, tattoos and... I refuse to do, uh tattoos that I'm sick of doing, <laughs> um tattoos, uh things not to ever say to your tattoo artist, um. Just uh, just how to be respectful at a tattoo appointment. Yeah. Um. Uh. Wildest stories about people who've come in for tattoos. Yeah. People passing out. People having nipped off to sh- fucking hold up a liquor store. Oh. Um, <laughs> please shave my uh, my crotch. Oops, sorry, I haven't shaved my crotch. Uh, someone shitting themselves on the table. Oh. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> Yeah, um, people bringing their kids in. <sighs> Apparently, you can get you can get tattooed in Florida at the age of ten as long as a parent brings you in. That seems like a very bad idea. <laughs> I mean, surely your body's still going to be doing a lot of growing, and there's potential that your tattoo's going to be all stretched and not. I mean, have that is it. one of the <laughs> smaller problems I have with this. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's a number of problems, but that's. <laughs> I mean, I'll be fair. I've 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 got some chest tattoo ideas I want to get done, but I'm waiting. I'm like, are you, are you done growing titties? I should probably wait until you're t- you're done. I think mine are about as big as they're gonna get. Maybe who knows? Unless I can find someone who'll sell me some progesterone. Mine are still plodding along. Blood, blood, <laughs> and they're delightful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lots of tattoo videos and make me gang. I went. I want to get like a, a purple tentacle going up my leg and Ooh. maybe just the words uh-oh on the back of my hand so when I do this <laughs> uh-oh <laughs> um, and obviously still the the uh, UV Triforce on the back yes, of my hand yes I want to do the same as well we could have matching Triforces yeah um, yeah <laughs> I want to get a purple tentacle from Day of the Tentacle Future Fishy did that beautiful Subby Cicalia dressed as a bee. <laughs> so many inks, please. <laughs> what about you? Uh, I've gone down a rabbit hole. Uh, a couple of different channels, but mostly Tronics Fix on YouTube. Uh, videos about trying to fix job lots of broken consoles. I bought X number of broken switches. How many can I fix? Indeed, I need to fix X number to break even. Can I break the? Uh, can I? Can I fix that number? Um, I know more than I than I need to know about the internal workings of certain consoles and the most common things that break on them and how fixable or not fixable they are. Um, I like that you were saying that you could like look at his multimeter readout oh. and go, ah, that will be the CPU. <laughs> yeah, he's got a thing he plugs into the switch that's like, here is the charging current that's going through, and I can now be like, oh. If it's showing 0.14 and the backlight's not coming on, oh, that's a that's broken CPU issue right there. <laughs> um, 
oh, it's going to this, but it's not going to the higher number. Oh, that's a problem with the fast charge. It's not connecting to the battery properly, is it? Um, I'm starting to recognise certain things and understand the vagaries of how these things the work. Um, yeah, that's that's a YouTube rabbit hole I fall down every now and then, and I seem to have fallen back down it at the moment. What about you? You watched anything else? I read uh, a Lumberjanes comic. Ooh. I read uh, volume 16, Mind Over Metal. It's um, so it's a mostly uh, a Mal and Ripley story. Two characters I have a lot of love for in that in that book. I've been thinking about Ripley tattoo as well because Ripley's my mm. favorite. Yeah, thing. yeah. Um, a bit feral. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I need more of that spirit in my life. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, something happens to Mal, and <gasps> the others have to go and try and rescue her. I won't say more than that for spoilers, but it is the typical, usual, friendly, supportive. Uh, Lumberjanes that we have come to know and love. What about you? Have you read anything else? That's everything I've put in my eyes this week. Well then, time for this. Oh no, we got a new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? Well, do you have stuff that you need to get out of the house? I, I mean, yeah, how did you know? Oh, well, we talk about stuff to post. I, I thought, I thought you were on about, about the Anyway, yes, I we will st- talk about that later. <laughs> uh-huh. Um uh, Do you not want to go out of the house but want to get the things out of the house? <laughs> Whatever this <laughs> Pretty sure it's not a body, everybody. I think we're okay. Yeah. I, I mean, look, it's a pandemic outside. I would rather not go to the post office mm-hmm. if possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, check out our sponsor this week, postage.lol.net. Oh, is this one of these things where I can do the... Legally recognised postage. And I don't have to go to the post office. Don't have to go to the post office. All I have to do is print out the label with your printer oh. using labels. Oh. Sticky labels, not just print them out and then cut them out and then... Oh. I need to have... Wait. So I need... I do need tape and boxes. I need not just a working printer, but I need a printer that actually has, like, enough ink in it, it's not going to shout at me, and... Yeah. and you need to have used it recently that the ink hasn't all dried out. And I need sticky print... Oh, God. Sticky printy labels. Who has sticky Which print- means you need to make sure that those fuckers line up. Oh. Oh. Oh, oh, yay. The convenient alternative to the post office. They will send you a scale, though, to, to weigh your things. I, Good luck getting an accurate reading of that on the carpet. <laughs> or or our kitchen floor, which is kind of lumpy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is not as convenient. It's super convenient. Wink. <laughs> Don't know why it says wink there, but there we go. Uh, it's definitely easier than the post office. Just as long as you've got print, 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 printer and, and printer ink. And, you know, you'll probably need to buy a new printer every time because that's how printers work, right? That is how that printers is work. how they're designed. That's postage.lol.net. Head over there, enter the code QNPS173, and they will send you the upgraded extra shiny set of scales for weighing your shit. Ooh. Mm. I wonder mm-hmm. if they're big enough scales to weigh the thing I need to weigh. It's not a body. Right. 
inside the boardroom of Electronic Actor Softworks. Hi, hi. So, uh, it's budget time. It's time for, uh, for working out the, uh, the budget, and more importantly, bonuses. I love bonuses. I know. Bonuses are wonderful. They are great. They are amazing. And they're bigger, right? Well, see, that's the thing. Numbers go up, so obviously numbers go bigger, up. bigger bonus. But the more numbers go up, the more we can justify bigger bonus. So Seems reasonable. Exactly. So just before we work out our bonuses, you know, we can work them out to, right now and they'd be right. pretty big. Right. I'm wondering if we can brainstorm some ways that we can uh, make our bonus just a little bit bigger. I got some ideas. Do you want me to... Sure, sure. Okay, let's get started. Um, fire all the staff, you know, obviously. That's like a very obvious place to start. I mean, that's start. what we usually do, That's right? what we usually do, yeah. you know. We, we get rid of the staff, you know, give ourselves a bonus and then rehire them afterwards. Uh, but here's one. Why don't we sell all the chairs? Employees don't need chairs. They can just stand and work. And I hear it's bad for their posture. So exactly. uh, we're encouraging a healthier office environment. Right? Exactly. You know, anyone who needs to sit down for medical reasons, ah, fuck them. This is about this is about economic growth and our bonuses. I like economic growth. Yeah, you got Especially any ideas? the economy in my wallet. Yeah, exactly. You got any ideas to throw out? So we make like trailers and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. And we yeah. make games. Yeah. What if instead of just hiring people, we just uh, put this all up on Fiverr or something? Oh, I see. We just got people to you know make whatever piece of shit. Yeah, we'll get them. To be like hey i'll give you five bucks i believe is the uh, traditional amount and you do us a cgi vertical slice trailer of our game yeah which see, somebody else is also making for five bucks exactly so i'm I, I i think you're onto something there you know rather than do what we normally do which is make like a fake portion of the game that we can make a trailer out of just go straight to the source we just get people to make a cgi thing that sort of looks like a game and we'll worry about the game later will we I mean, we'll put something out. Loot boxes? Well, I mean, of course, yeah. Right. <laughs> okay, cool. okay. Mm. Maybe one step even further. Right. We don't right. pay money to the Fiverr people. I like it. We get some, you know, inter unpaid interns who are still around the office because we don't need to fire them because they're unpaid. And we get them to just, like, film something live action and we pretend it's gameplay for a gameplay trailer. <laughs> I mean, it worked for Resident Evil, right? Exactly. We just pointed it and go, hey, look how good graphics are. May not be representative of final graphics. I mean, why would anything look like the final graphics, right? Exactly. Those, those, are, just, uh, those are just our dreams, right? Exactly. Hopes and dreams, hopes and dreams. That's what we sell here, right? Kindling on the bonus fire. I like burning things. Exactly. We are fucking geniuses. I know. So, <gasps> we've spoken of eyes. Tell us now of your ears. Uh, I'll put a couple of bits of music in my ears. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I listened to a track called Everybody Gets a Piece by a band called Area 11. Cake. I, I don't think it's about cake, but maybe. Hi. I don't know. I, I, didn't, I didn't ask them. Mm. Um, So, Area 11 is a band that, like, a decade ago I started listening to that originally started out doing... Uh, sort of chiptune mixed with rock songs about loosely themed around various anime and they've sort of over the years moved away from that into doing more just their own stuff um i i drift in and out of listening to their their stuff but i always enjoy when i do go you know what i feel like a bit of area 11 that'd be nice um 
very sort of anthemic rock with chiptunes synth stuff layered on. Um, they do a great live show. They're playing in London in November, and I might see if I can go along because I've been missing live music. And they always put on a good show. Oh heck! So I might go try and try and see them maybe later this year. Uh, I listened to something good by The Damned Things, uh, which is most notable because it is a cowbell percussion-driven melodic rock track, and we need we need, we need more rock with prominent cowbell. Um, just a just a good rock track about how all the best people to be friends with are maybe considered sinful people. Yeah. Um, and the best track I found this week is a track called "Be Gay, Do Drugs, Hail Satan." Tick tick tick. Uh, by Supercassette. Um, it is a really laid-back, chill rock song about a kid with mental health issues, a uh, bit miserable, bit sinful, growing up in a religious school, and really not getting on well with that particular environment, and turning his life around on the advice of a fellow kid who passed him a note in the bathroom at school that just had the six words, be gay, do drugs, hail Satan on it. Um, it's a song about learning to love yourself, love who you want to love, Embrace a belief system that, that that actually wants you and doesn't tell you that you're terrible for being you. And treat your mental health however works for you. Be gay, do drugs, hail Satan. Hail Satan. Um, I did enjoy the track ends on a somewhat uh, comedic, like, ah, uh, the person's on their deathbed at 95, they've lived a good life, they're surrounded by family, and their grandson comes over and goes, do you, do you have any, any advice before you go, Grandpa? And he's like, yes, just come, come closer, come closer. Let me, let me, let me whisper my advice to you, grandson. Be gay, do crimes, hail Satan. And I was like, ah, it's a good track. I very much enjoyed it. I listened to it on loop a bit today. I was having a, there was an hour and a half or so where I was doing a bit of an anxious and this track carried me through. It was a good track. Just had it on loop for a bit. Mm-hmm. What about you? What do you listen to this week? I, li- I made some music. <gasps> Tell me about the music you I made. I made a new piece of music called Riding North, and it's... I, I was aiming for lo-fi, and it's come out kind of lo-fi, but it's also this weird ambient thing of, like, it's raining, and appeared to be, like, on a motorway, maybe? There's the sound of, like, wheels going over imperfections in the road, and motorcycles passing. You've got some very good motorcycle samples in there. I... I, I Got the um, Ghost Hack produ- Ultimate Producer Bundle 2021, which had in their ambient foley section like a bunch of motorcycles. I was like, yes, gonna make a track with that. It was good enough. I didn't realize it wasn't outside for, uh, for a minute. There was a point. <laughs> no, the there was day a little... I was making it. It was sunny enough that I had the window open, and you were like, I don't know what's I, that. What I spent is... a while being like, how much of this is foley and white noise, and how much is actual. Mm. Which I think is a good sign you've done good, effective <laughs> foley. Way out, they they recorded it well, and um, I had fun putting it together and yeah. like putting the transients of like a motorcycle going past, like on the beat, and and like doing um, stereo spectrum effects so that it sounds like the motorcycles are passing across from left to right and stuff. Yeah. You did real good. It was a very fun bit of music you made. I really like that track, and it's it's probably one of my favourites now. Every time I get more powerful. (laughs) Go check it out at Bedroom Programmer on On uh, SoundCloud. SoundCloud. 
at soundcloud.com slash bedroom hyphen programmer. Yeah. Yay. What about you? Have you listened to anything else? Everything I've listened to. For me, it's mostly just been a catch-up week. Um, There was some more um, SCP archives. Yeah. Uh, Listened to... Oh, I started listening to a bunch of talking to women about video games. Because you were on one. Yes. And I was like, well, I'll give the rest of this a look because this seems very wholesome. Yeah. Apparently, the episode that I am on is the most listened to episode ever of that show. It's a good, good episode. It's very happy with that episode. a good show. Yeah, but... It's certainly worth listening to the rest of it. Yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, it's it's a guy called Jonathan and he's like, hey... He was on Road Rolls. Yeah, he was on Road Rolls. He's like, hey... Men talk too much about video games. What if I made a show where I just brought women on and let them let them have the spotlight? Mm-hmm. I'm just here to be like, so you tell me interesting things. Tell me about some stuff. And there's yeah. some, some regular people that pop on and say hello. Yeah. And that's delightful. Um, yeah, that's uh, talking to women about video games on um, all good podcast apps. You, you should listen to the episode with me in, if for no other reason than to hear Jonathan's wonderful... Um, Intro and outro jingles? You're right, it's intro and outro jingles for all of the people, yeah. and sometimes they have lots of people on an episode. Which means he's... there's pressure to do lots and lots of he's, things. He's done jingles for me before. For anyone who remembers the original Destructoid... Yeah, the, the original Destructoid era Laura's Gaming Butts videos, uh, Jonathan sung the little butts jingle for that. Butt jingle. Yeah. I have my own theme song now. Thank you, Jonathan. Yeah. I have theme music. Themed music. Well, that's how you'll come out to your to your wrestling matches. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> bats, bats, bats. Uh, that episode is called Fantasy Fuckboys and the Final E3. <laughs> uh, and it's Tanya is, the, is, is co-host on that. Yes, yes. I was like, I can't remember. I feel bad about this. But I would know Jonathan because I know Jonathan from other things. Yeah. Well, yeah, um, that's a really good show, and they have some some nice regulars on there that are fun to listen to. Um, mm. Red Tombry, oh yes, uh, is is <laughs> is fun with with all the grudges, <laughs> uh, as a Tombry should. <laughs> uh, have you listened to anything else? Uh, actually, there is one other thing yeah. I listened to. Uh, I tried a new podcast today while I was traveling for uh, medically things. Medical. Uh, so I'll sometimes watch videos from a YouTube channel called Jack's Films that do silly videos that are um like, ah, here's a prompt, audience come up with silly answers Yike. and respond. Um, I started watching them mainly because years ago they did a series called Your Grammar Sucks, which I, I kind of enjoyed. Uh, but him and his, his wife have started a podcast called Aaron is the Funny One, uh, where he gets his wife on and it's basically like, there is no formal structure to this other than my wife has a lot of creative... Uh, segment concepts she would like to do. Let's have fun bouncing them back and forth. Um, it is a quite an erratic show, um, but it is it was a lot of fun. It was very wholesome. There were such segments as Erin, uh, who doesn't play video games. Here is a picture of this new Smash Fighter. Tell me about them, knowing nothing about them. Or here is horoscopes. Uh, invented horoscopes. We're gonna read them together. One of one of us hasn't seen these horoscopes before. Try and read them and not crack up while you do so. <laughs> or the segment that Erin seems to think is going to be the segment that will show up every episode and is the cornerstone of the podcast. What if dogs could talk? What if dogs? Could what talk? if dogs could talk? The 
what if dogs could talk? I mean, they've got three dogs, right? They have three dogs. They have many dogs. Um, but yeah, it, it is a... I had a very fun time listening to this first episode in that Erin is very clearly a very creatively scattered jumps from one thing to another person. And it's very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's very interesting to have a show which is basically her like, I've got years of pent up concepts. Let me throw them out and do things. Um, that was that was pretty fun. I'm going to give that another go. I enjoyed it as a nice bit of not too high mental effort podcast listening. Uh, that's everything I've listened to. That's everything I've listened to. Well then, top of this. Are you stressed? Yeah. Tired out by things quite beyond your control? Uh-huh. Try Cortisuck. Just attach our patented device to your nose and it will suck out all the cortisol from your system. <sighs> it allows you to calm down naturally. While there have been some concerns about the environmental impact of our technology, we can assure you that we're working to become quarter neutral by 2022. As such, we're spraying the stress hormone at billionaires until they learn not to be such disgusting parasites, making everyone feel that much less stressed. Thanks, Cortisuck. Cortisuck. Suck it out, blow it away. Did you see this new um, image filter they've, they've added? No! What is it? It's great, right? Just, okay, just, so just snap yourself a little picture that you're happy with. Yeah, there we go. Right, okay, and then and then look at the different sliders down here, so you could pick like, uh, like more feminine features, more masculine oh, features. Oh, is this one like of a... these these gender filters they keep trying? Kind around. of, but there's like the different sliders. Uh, you can like imagine you're like a Skyrim. You can do all uh, the different. I mean, at least it's not a binary this or that. Okay, I'll have a look. Okay, right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Okay, then... that's pretty all right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that okay. Okay. Look at that. Oh. That's just your face now. Oh, this is much better than than getting depressed about not looking the way I want to look. And it saves your old face and your, your old body in there. So if you want to, like, cycle through, I think there's, like, an RGB mode where you can just, like, cycle through loads of different ones if you want to oh. do that. Or you could just, like, have a, a weekend one and one for the office. This is rather lovely. Yeah, it's good. You can just just pick what Ooh. you want and have another, have another go if you Ooh. want. Oh, I'm gonna hit the random button. Oh, that is an Ooh. unusual number of no. eyes. No middle sliders. No None middle sliders at all. Let's <laughs> <laughs> let's go back to that auto save. Yeah. Oh, there we go. That's good. That I am I'm very impressed that the technology's really come along. Huh? Yeah. Questions, um, stuff for questions. What's the questions? Uh, Felix asks, would you rather fight one elephant-sized ferret or 100 ferret-sized elephants? Uh, neither is... I don't want to hurt either of I them. I want to be friends with these friends. I would like to be friends with them. If I had to, I'm going to say one elephant-sized ferret, because then the number of animals oh, I have man. to hurt is minimised. I'm I'm not hurting a hundred animals. I'm only hurting one, which is the lesser of two evils. I'll turn up for the fight and not do fightings. Well, I mean, if that's an option, yes, I'll also do that. But I will surrender to the hundred 
ferret-sized elephants. I, I will do whatever injures the least amount of animals. And if that means I have to fight a hundred uh, 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 elephant-sized ferrets, so be it. I'll try and convince them to help me fight off capitalism. That's a solution. It, uh, to be fair, that's my solution to everything as well. <laughs> Use it to fight off capitalism. Yeah. Come, elephant friends. Or, <laughs> and, and that one giant ferret. <laughs> Come, everybody, let us go. Let us take back the world from these horrible parasites. Drob <laughs> uh, asks, uh, do you have, uh, who do you romance on Mass Effect? I don't romance anyone because I didn't enjoy Mass Effect and I didn't really want to date any of them. Every time I play Mass Effect, it always ends up being Liara. Asexual Mass Effect. Uh, occasionally I'll be like, Garrus, you're vaguely interesting, maybe. Maybe I'll uh, interrupt you from your calibrations to be like, mm, cal- calibrate this, uh-huh. What if um, we're all just friends on a ship? I mean, g- generally I will sort of... I, I, I always... No matter what I try, I'm like, oh, I'll try someone else this time, I'll try someone else this time. It's always Liara. I, I like that too, that, that, that blue tentacle lady. I do like blue tentacles, but a bit short for my liking. That's that's fair. I'm not going to tentacle shame any any <laughs> any of Liara's people, but well, the is. the thing about their species is that their genitals appear however you most want to see them appear. Much uh, bigger tentacles. So if you, if if you want to see much bigger tentacles in your mind, they will appear to have much bigger tentacles in their genitals. <laughs> well, there we go. Thousand Young asks, listening to your my music. I find it so thought out and well put together, almost to a perfect degree. Everything snaps together beautifully, be that rhythm, chords, textures, etc. My two questions are, first of all, thank you very much. Ah, you're very kind. Um, <laughs> veteran programmer over on, on SoundCloud. Um, two questions are, have you had any formal music training? And can we get a glimpse into your process? Okay, um... I had two lessons of music at school. They consisted of, here is 12 bar bar blues. Improvise a 12 bar blues. And I didn't even understand how to read sheet music. So I just played the the notes individually at each bar and just held for four. (laughs) One, two, three. Is that not what we were supposed to do? Because no one actually explained this to me. Um, And another one that was, I think, just talking about like... Ex- explaining sheet music notation, like what is what is a, a crotchet and a semiquaver and a quaver and a breathe and a semi breathe, like uh, and a semi semiquaver, a vesma, <laughs> but also crunchy and cheesy. Um, apart from that, I sat down last year and did um a number of um Udemy courses. On, on music theory. Uh, Jason Allen does a series of music theory courses. He also does music theory for electronic musicians, which is more spe- less aimed at classical, more at specifically for, hey, if you want a less reading sheet music kind of lesson, I will teach you that too, and we'll make it apply more, and I will run it all in Ableton. Not that I use Ableton, but it is a transferable squill. Squill? It's a transferable squill. Um, apart from that, I've also done the, um, Think Space Education, uh, how to write music and how to write, uh, teach yourself music theory, 
which are both very well done courses. I've watched a lot of uh, Guy Mitchell Moore's stuff on YouTube, who does like little music theory ones and uh, like how to make a loop into a tune and things like that. So mostly YouTube. You're mostly self-taught off of internet videos. Yes. And you, you've done very well out of it. Uh, okay, I think, you know, I I feel like I've, for now, learned everything I can from that kind of thing. And I have to just sit down and spend more time practicing. But I am consciously making more of an effort to keep doing, uh, doing that. Uh, and as for a glimpse into my process, I sit down uh, with my keyboards and a fanny about. Uh, or I will flick through Flex and try and find a sound I like in, in FL Studio. And eventually I will get something I like, probably try and put some drums behind it, and then try and work something out from there. I will... I've done sort of melody first, I've done chords first, occasionally I'll do beats first. Those usually don't go very far. Yeah. Because I, I struggle more with getting them to go places. Um, sometimes I'll be just like, oh, I, I've written this bass line, it's clearly, um, like a disco bass line, so I'm just gonna do some disco. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, it's a lot you, of experimentation and hating everything I do. You, you do a lot of playing around with lots and lots of sounds until you find a sound where you're like, I feel passionate about this sound today, what can I do with this sound? Okay. What sort of genre does that feel like? How can I layer towards that? Yeah. That seems from the outside to be your... That and um, there's been a few times where I've just been like, I specifically wanted... Like, the the first few tunes I wrote uh, were I want to do chip tune and I want to do lo-fi. Mm. Um, and even my lo-fi has been getting a bit more technical recently. So um, it is really just a case of immersing myself in it and practicing and fucking about and allowing myself to be wrong a lot yeah um but not being afraid to go hey i did this i spent six hours on this and i hated it but i saved it so i'm gonna dive back in and have a look there was one recently um a track i did called and we will hmm. um which i just labeled previously as we i don't know it's it's it feels a bit togethery i don't know what this loop is and it was 16 bars that I absolutely detested. And I was like, I'm going to fucking do something with that. Because <laughs> there is a good melody in there. Um, and yeah, I I, th- I think I wrote two tunes in two days uh, a couple of weeks ago. And I was yeah. quite happy with that. And that was that was one of them. And that was one that I just sort of rescued from my bin yeah. of saves. Never throw out the stuff that, you, that you're like, oh, this isn't working out. Because you might work out something to do with it later. To a degree. I think if you've only got ten or twelve of those, and 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 you're yeah, yeah, as yeah. amateur as me, if you start to get more than more than ten, think about deleting them because otherwise they can hang over your head. Yes, and and stop you just going. Uh, but I want to do something else. I've got this idea. Don't be afraid to just delete stuff that's not finished. But don't be afraid to keep some stuff that you're well, like. Yeah, maybe this will be useful later. Give 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 it like a, a couple of months. Like, um, imagine it's in your recycle bin. You can refresh it anytime you want. But probably best to just get rid of it if it if it starts hanging over your head, or if you're thinking about it too much and not in a positive way. Yeah. And the other thing I do is I hum melodies into my phone. I have a recorder thing on my phone, 
I've got a folder full of melodies that I've done nothing with because every time I try and get them out, I'll put them into FL Studio and go, oh God, this sounds like garbage. I've got auto-tune now, so maybe they'll sound a bit better, but yeah, the few times I've tried to do something specifically from a melody I wrote in my head, I've not yet been able to make that into a tune. I think that's like the next skill I'd really like to put together. Yeah. But yeah, music production's fucking stressful. Because it's not just a case of, oh, I learnt some music theory, or, oh, I know how to play piano. And don't get me wrong, that in itself is a big skill. Mm. Like, learn to play piano, learn music theory, learn to read sheet music, or at least memorise pieces of music that you you know how to play from whatever notation you write. Mm. And just just all of that on top of sound uh sound design or picking just picking the right sounds that will go together and EQing them and making them sit together and then mixing them together and outputting them and remembering to listen to them on a bunch of different things and maybe then going two days after you release the track going, I fucking hate this and then remastering it and putting it back up again. There you go. <laughs> That's kinda of how it goes. It's a lot of stress, but ultimately rewarding. Callan Turner. Hi Callan. Hi. Uh, says, thank you for the continuous recommendations of Magnus Archives. It's brilliant. Yay! I'm currently on episode 95. Ooh. Oh, they're getting towards the bit. Just heading in, just heading into, uh, into, into the middle of season two, huh? Shit, mm-hmm. shit's mm-hmm. gonna occur. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very glad I have the ability to binge it in sessions while I'm at work. Are there any pieces of media that you enjoy more or less because you could binge it? I think you've talked about the Adventure Zone being one of these for you. Yeah, Adventure Zone balance, and I and I I think for me, n- narrative or drama based podcasts, because of my ADHD, I find them a lot easier to follow if I can just binge them. Yes, I I am the same. I find them a lot easier to follow if I'm not having a week's gap at a time between trying to remember what's happening. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like I. I very much enjoyed uh, listening to the last season of Magnus, but I don't think I got as much out of season five as I had done of the previous ones because I was listening to it week to week. I suspect I will get more upon the eventual re-listen. I'm I'm getting there. I'm about 100 episodes in myself now. So, yeah, very much enjoying listening to that again and, and getting so much more out of it this time. Honestly, any kind of narrative media I prefer to binge. Yeah. Adventure's Own Balance I had a great time with, but like Graduation and Dusk. Yeah. Get it all in my head ASAP, because otherwise I will forget week to week what was going on. Hmm. Um, Welcome to Night Vale. Oh, yeah. Not because I think it necessarily has such an intense thread that you need to remember everything, but because I just find I slip away from it the second I stop binging it. Yes. Which is a shame because it is a good show and it has so uh, much good about it. That said, I have found a new place where I can listen to Night Vale and actually pay attention to it. Swimming. Swimming! Yeah! I had my swim headphones in and uh, I was like, oh, w- walking walking to work at five in the morning in the dark or mm. apparently swimming. Those are the places where my brain goes, yeah, this is a Night Vale time. Nice. <laughs> Nice is yeah. I imagine that'd be quite fun. I, I look forward to trying that myself at some point. Um, I'm trying to think of other things. Dice Funk. Dice Funk's good to binge. 
You should listen to Dice Punk. I'm on seasons three, four, five, six, seven, and eight. They're all self-contained stories. Um, yeah, D and D podcasts. Um, uh, what is it? Wildlands, uh, Dames and Dragons. Um, any, anything narrative is good anything to binge. Nar- narrative podcast, good to binge. ADHD. Um, I mean, at the same time, I don't think you need something like that for something like, say, the SCP archives, because it's an anthology series that isn't connected, as opposed to the Magnus archives, which is an anthology series that is connected. Yes. Um, Like, yeah, you might occasionally go, oh, it's that thing from that episode, but it does not fucking matter. Yeah. Uh, Follow up to that was, are there any pieces that you are glad you had to wait for timed releases of? Oh, oh, that's a tougher question. That is a tougher. I don't think so. Like, I, I, I think maybe, um, like in hindsight, might be able to look back at things if I listen to them again and go, yeah, having a week to sit and process that and like ponder and 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 like chat to other people who were listening to it live. Like, that might have done... Like, there was a whole period towards the end of season four when um we were in a uh, Facebook chat group with the nerds. Yeah. That was like, oh my god, are you excited about the Magnus archives? Yeah. And that was great to sort of just like, oh my god, have you listened to it? Yeah. I've got theories, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and then, uh, like... N- yeah. I think that that will be missed by people who binge certain things. I have a recent one. The early episodes of One Division, I think, really benefited from time to sit and mull over mystery Theories. stuff. I think, I think, not letting you sprint through it helped the pacing of the early season on yeah. that. And I would hesitate to say maybe the same for Loki. I would say possibly the same for Loki, but whereas I think. Falcon and the Winter Soldier probably would have oh. done better for just being a film. Oh, let me get through it in a single day, please. Yeah. So there you go. That's, that's a visual one for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Phoenix 2. Hi, Phoenix. Hi, Phoenix. What world record would you hate to have? Oh. Um. World's richest capitalist. World's richest bigot. World's most bigoty richest bigot. Riggity biggity biggity rigget. Person who's kissed Ben Shapiro the most. (laughs) (laughs) Person with the most uh, followers in in common with Trump on Twitter. Person who's licked Trump the most. (sighs) Someone in the world has to have that record. Okay, this whole section needs needs a content warning now because bigotry. (laughs) Content warning: Trump licking. Uh, there you go. <laughs> uh, Kath McGuire follows that up with, uh, "What record do you have your eye on? Uh, What's next? I, I mean, Speedy Wave. I mean, here's where Most I'm. Speed here's where I'm at currently. I want to get more speedrunning records in Train Simulator, but the problem is, is that the two people that moderate that community are basically impossible to get in contact with. Um, oh. Yeah, so they have a weird system where they're like, okay, if you want to submit a run, um, you record the speed run and then ask us to add it to the leaderboard as a individual level that you can speed run. And like, there's all these weird convoluted steps and I tried following them and they just don't respond. 
So is it I, worth talking to the the leaderboard site? I've 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 sent an email to speedrun.com being like, hey, I honestly don't mind running this because no one speedruns this game. Screw it, I'll I'm happy to do it. But would you be able to submit your oh. own runs though if you were the one? Uh, both of the current people who run it. Prior to my starting speedrunning it, were the only two speedrunners on that game. Ah. The two moderators were the only two speedrunners. Okay, so maybe that's it. Maybe they're like, if no one ever gets past our moderation. I mean, honestly, that's the vibe I'm getting. So, honestly, that that's my answer. Is right now I wanna I wanna start clocking in a bunch more um, train simulator speedruns. But I have to talk to the the moderate the people who run speedrun.com and be like, hey. This game is kind of dead because the moderators do not follow their own process for letting people submit times. Can you do anything? Either chase them up or give me some power. Power! Power! Uh, Tricky asked, Smudge News, more Smudge News. Smudge! Smudge good? Smudge small? Smudge furry? Smudge baby? Smudge baby? Smudge loaf. Smudge was loaf earlier. Uh, Smudge keeps stealing your office chair because Smudge is business kitty. She's now a business kitty. Uh, I've got a yo-yo desk, so it's most of the day I'm standing, but there's like 10 minutes every hour and I'm like, I just want to sit down for a bit. And I'm constantly having to chivvy Smudge off. Um, Me and Smudge had a very good cuddle at like 7 o'clock this morning before I had to head off to the, the doctor. Aww. Um. Sometimes when I get up early for for travel stuff, I'll feed br- Smudge breakfast, and then I'll I'll be like, oh, I'm like ten minutes earlier than I need to be. I'll have a little lie down on the sofa, and Smudge will come for a little. I've just had food. It's early. Let's cuddle, cuddle, and they're very good, very special cuddles. About two o'clock, she leapt up on my shoulder while I was standing at my desk, and we just had a little cuddle there. And I held her like a little baby and gave her little rockings. Oh, I span round so she could look out the window as well and look at the burbs. You gave her lots of treats today. I gave her some treats today. You gave her some treats today and she got a bit overstimulated. She did. I gave her a brush and she was very excited about that. Then I gave her some treats. And then I tried to give her a little head rubbing for for enjoying the treats. And she turned around and bit me. Ah! I'm in snack mode. Is that another snack on my head? Oh, no, no. <laughs> It's she fine. does very gentle bites, though. She does a bite... Oh, that's a little more. <laughs> she Usually kid. she's very good at, like... It's a warning nibble. There's no there's yep. no damage done. Just <laughs> yeah. teeth touch skin and go, mm, teeth are here. This, this, no, this was a middle of snack monster. Don't interrupt middle of snack. <laughs> I am, stay I'm, away from my I'm ferocious wild animal right now. Yeah, stay away from my fucking dreamies, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Smudge, smudge good. Smudge good, smudge baby. Smudge baby. All is forgiven. I've recently every time I see Smudge, all I can do is tell her she's a baby. She is baby. That's that is my entire interaction with this cat. Is you're a baby. She is baby. A baby. Hmm. Uh, Miss Bear Stan account asks, "What's your favorite snack?" Ooh, reliable, good, reliable snack. I like a good sort of like a uh, savory, crunchy something like a. Like a Pringle or a uh, nice and spicy knickknacks are a good one. Yeah. Uh, a prawn cocktail crisp. Something in that sort of savoury, crunchy dry variety is usually a good, reliable, I'll always sort of be in the mood for. Scampi and lemon knickknacks. Oh. oh. If only you could get them in big bags in this country. Indeed. Yes, you! Uh, Blair, Black Lives Matter. Asks, uh, not a question, but I wanted to say that I really enjoy Grown Peasant Strangers. 
It's a nice little show uh, to get all the depressive and anxious thoughts out and make happy for a bit. Oh, yeah. You deserve happy. I'm glad it helps. Happy we can help. Yay. Uh, Wood asks, uh, what musical instrument would you be? What musical instrument would I be? Yep. Oh, I'd be a flute. Very sort of light and dainty. Tooty, fruity. Just, tooty, 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 just very little bit light, light and dainty. What about you? What would you be? Um, I would be a harp. Because I'm big and chunky and very heavy, but I can be graceful if I try. Oh, <laughs> you're a very if good I harp. One, you might die. You're a very good harp. <laughs> uh, that is not all the questions. <gasps> There's another one. Oh, I, I found the other saved page of questions. Ha ha. Uh, Alpha, it says, I can ask Frog. You can ask Frog, but take good care of yeah, him. Yeah, look after Frog very good. If Frog wants to be had, of course. Yes. Uh, Math Tiger says, can I sleep now? Yes, you can. Get some rest. Tuck, tuck. Have a little cup of uh, a little cup of warm milk. Oh. Time Lacto-free, if that's what you require. Vegan, if that's what you require. Uh, Chrono, everyone's just asking for stuff in my Discord. <laughs> can I have a veggie cheeseburger? Yes, you can. Yeah. Uh, Kiri Magic, is it ethical to import troes uh, from um, Shetland to the British mainland? Yes. I don't know what trolls are. Uh, trowels, sorry. Trowels? Um, yeah, they're like a mystical pixie creature. I mean... Also where the word drow comes from. Is is that ethical to do to the people of the place you're introducing them to? They may not know to be prepared for mystical creatures doing fey magics around them. How about this? Not necessarily the British mainland. You can put them in Westminster. <laughs> okay. That includes the palace. If you can, if you can make sure they don't escape Westminster, sure, let them do their fey magics. Uh, Alpha also asks, "How do you barbecue a Tory? You shove a spit up their ass and roast them over a fire. <laughs> Very simple. Yeah, burn the money to make the fire that burn you roast the money them to on. make the fire because the money is ultimately an evil in the world. Well, that is all the questions this time, definitely. Well then, time for this. Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Social Justice Warriors. Social Justice Warriors? Yeah. Alright, Larry. Alright, Mary. How you doing? Oh, you know, it's, it's it's been a bit of a stressful day. It's spun me out a little bit, I'll be honest. Yeah, same. Bit of a bit more tiring than I'd hoped. Yeah, it's, uh, just, sometimes it just takes one thing to just throw you off entirely. Oh, exactly, exactly. Yeah, you, uh, you been up to much? Oh, you know, I've been thinking as the, uh, you know, people are getting vaccinated and the summer's rolling around. Uh, uh, protests are starting to be a thing that's gearing up a bit more again. Yeah, it's good to see and we and we do desperately need it. Exactly, exactly. But uh, one thing that this reminded me of, and I know we've talked about this before, but I just want to bring it back up again, yeah, is yeah. that uh, Kill the Bill, you might remember, was uh, a thing going around about the... Uh, I mean, there's a lot of bills that need killing. Well, specifically, this was about the uh, Police Additional Powers Bill for uh, protests. Yeah, uh, Police Crime Prevention Bill, is I think. I believe so. Like yeah, basically, the, uh, the idea was to give police more power to stop, quote-unquote, inconvenient protest i mean isn't the point of protest to be inconvenient exactly like if you if you prevent protests from being inconvenient you you take the teeth out of them you 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 know remove their ability to do anything and if you remember at the time when this was floated it got a lot of pushback a lot of people protested against it and rather than cancelling the bill it was uh you know put aside to discuss at a later date 
And I think it's been long enough now that a lot of people will have forgotten that that was a thing that happened this year. And yeah. that is likely to come up later this year. Because the, the sneaking suspicion, and I, I think very likely likelihood, is they put this aside hoping people will forget about it so they can sneak it through at a later date when no one's paying attention. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of mutterings about this, you know, in the last few days, lots of people talking about that, and I'm wondering, you know, because we had that big uh, trans protest yeah, uh, yeah. up in London the other day, and, uh, you know, I hope, I, I hear there's, there's more coming soon, I, I, you know, I hope that's well, also well attended, but... You know, and we've had, you know, all the XR stuff, uh, was that a couple of summers ago now? And yeah. it was, uh, you know, that was, I, I think that's probably where, like, the most of the inconvenient stuff yeah, came from. Because yeah. we had, obviously, people on the DLR, people gluing themselves to, to the to the roadways. And, uh, you know, while I absolutely agree we need radical action on climate change right now, a lot of people just saw that as, well, this is inconvenient to me going about my capitalism. Yeah, but that is exactly the point, is you be an inconvenience and people go, what what, what, what were you, what was so important to you, you were being an inconvenience? Like, people may not have, you know, been happy that morning that the uh, the DLR was was stopped because people were oh, very loud cars outside. Yeah. Uh, I bet you knew that through the Zoom call. Um, yeah, mate, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that day that people were stuck, you know, not able to get the DLR that morning because of the, you know, people on, on, on top of one of the trains, people did pay attention to who, what group it was and what they were talking about. And that, yeah. you know, it got the, the thing done. I mean, it certainly made, made news, but sadly, I don't think enough is being done with that. But that's not really. Well, know, the, the point, the point is, 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 you know, you, you've got to support the right to inconvenient protest, whether you personally like an individual inconvenient protest oh, or not, or think yeah. it is beneficial or not. It is important that across the board we support the right to uh, to inconvenient protest, because the definition of what constitutes inconvenient is so incredibly broad that, uh, you know, that could just be... Negative media attention happens when those lot protest, therefore it's inconvenient, therefore no. Also, I think if you take away the right to inconvenient protest or you clamp down so hard that you say that all protest is, is too yeah. inconvenient for you, you are opening the door to, you know, people having to feeling like they have to get much more radical as a result. Yeah, and also one thing that's worth noting is... Those kind of police bills will always be applied um, unevenly. Oh, 100%. Anything that is up to police discretion of what is inconvenient will unfortunately favour allowing right-wing leaning protests to continue and left-wing left protests to get shut down. That, and also we've had, you know, whole situations like we had the, uh, the vigil for, for a, 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 murder, a woman yeah. murdered by the police. That was... Heavily cracked down by the police, and then what was it? Two weekends ago, last yeah. weekend, we had London absolutely chocked full of people drinking outside pubs, not a yeah. mask between them. Uh, last year, there was a day where um, there was a trans rights protest uh, planned and organised. Uh, the organisers got a call from the police the night before saying, "If you come and protest, you will be arrested." Meanwhile, um, a bunch of other protests went on. Yeah, there was London. an anti-mask protest. There was a there was a QAnon protest. There was a bunch of uh, bunch of conspiratorial protests going on. Yeah, they were all right, allowed right. to be there, fine, but you know, well, probably because they were the only ones that wouldn't have listened when they were told not to do the thing. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, uh, virtual love. Yeah, yeah. Virtual. Yeah. Uh, not long now. 
Count down those weeks. So oh, yeah. So close. That was gonna be mighty good. Oh my good, mate. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think I think I might turn in, mate. Yeah, same, same. Sleep well, sleep well. So, Laura. Yes. Where can we find you upon the internet? You can find me at Laura K. Buzz pretty much everywhere. Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Patreon. That's the one that pays the bills. Uh, you can find me in books. I do books. Um, gender Four is the, the main one. It's about non-cis people having positive gender-affirming stories. I wrote a bunch of stories in it, and I edited it, and Jane wrote a story in it. I wrote a story in it. Yeah! yeah. It's very good. You should check it out. It's out now. Uh, I've got a podcast as well, Pixel Squirt. It's about video game character pornography. Uh, Pod Position, we tell you whether your favourite video games are great or perfect. Dice Funk, it's a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition real play podcast. I'm on seasons 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, and 8. You can jump into whatever season you like. Also... August 6th at 1pm outside Downing Street, I am helping to organise a trans rights protest. So check out my Twitter for some information about that. I'm helping put together a protest. So go be shouty and protesty about trans stuff because that is very needed right now. And Mm -hmm. if you are not a trans person, come along anyway. Show your support. Especially if you're not a trans person. Exactly. Strength in numbers. Come hear all the things that are bothering us and come be shouty with us. Yeah. Um, I'm also on another podcast with you that isn't this one. That'll be Polyamory. It's a D&D 5th edition real play podcast with questionable morals. Uh, let's see. You've left the town of Steam and you're, you've you've headed to uh, Calburnia where things might happen. I imagine they probably will, or there wouldn't be a story. But first of all, you'll have to deal with a weird nightmare place. <gasps> oh, I know exactly where we're at Scary in this story. Uh, hopefully a new episode of this went up yesterday at the time of airing. Unless you are a $10 a month donor. In which case, to my Patreon, uh, you can get early access to Queer and Pleasant Strangers and Polyarmory. Uh, for $10 a month, that's uh, patreon.com slash stonedupmonkeyradio. Um, yeah. If you're listening to this early, then maybe that will be up. It'll probably be up today, because I will be editing them both tomorrow, which is Wednesday. Anyway. Time travel. <laughs> Time travel. Um, yeah, I, as I said, I make music under the name Bedroom Programmer. We've got the Queer and Pleasant Strangers t-shirts. They're available on my Redbubble. Uh, I'm on Twitter. Um, we've got a Discord channel. If you had to, If you hit me up on Twitter, I will send you a link, because we try to keep that as locked down as possible. For everybody's safety. Uh, that's all the important ones. All of my links can be found at uh, streamerlinks.com slash janiac. That's J-A-N-E-I-A-C. Thank you very much for joining us, Laura. <gasps> Will you sing us out, please, darling? Until next time, be a stranger.